This is the In Business Podcast with me, Cass McCrory. Together, we'll listen in and learn from people in business, from solo entrepreneurs to leaders within large enterprises and the span in between. We're going to learn about their approach to the work, to creating fulfilling lives, and defining success for oneself. Perspectives and opinions reflect those of the guest and Cass McCrory, respectively. Show notes and references can be found at inbusinesspod.com. Your reviews are appreciated. And frankly, I celebrate each one. Friends, today we're talking to Michelle Ward. She is the founder of 90 Day Business Launch. And in this conversation, we talk about what it takes and how you'll know when you are ready and if you're ready to take that next step in following your dreams. Michelle says this really amazing thing closer to the end of the episode. So I want to bump it up. COVID was clarifying for so many people and using the opportunities that we have and looking forward into 2022 to say, what do we want to make possible? I love this conversation. I know you will too. Let's get into it. Michelle, welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you for having me, Cass. I'm so happy to be here. I I feel like I have, I have been following you. This is true story, Michelle. <laughs> Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Since 2008. No, what? Yeah. What? You did, I think it was called Spring. Oh Tiffany my gosh. That is the biggest blast from my past. And I still have the branded mugs that we made for the four of us that were involved in that project. And I drink from it and go, Spring. Yeah. Oh. Gosh, How that are you? Tell us about your business these days. Ago. Yeah. What's happening in your world? Oh my gosh. Well, I blew everything up since then. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> to give, to hopefully give the, sh- the short ish version and stop me anytime at any point. Sometimes it's hard for me to condense the 13 years into this, this piece. Yeah. What is new now is that I'm the CEO of 90 day business launch. And I specifically help creative women ditch the overwhelm, the perfectionism, the procrastination, get out of their own way and launch an impactful, effective business in just 90 days. So that has been the business since January of this year. And before that, for anyone who's not familiar with with my work or wasn't there during spring, which was, (laughs) oh my gosh, like that, it was definitely that 2008 to 2010-ish era, because I remember working on it at my day job very, very sneakily. Back then, I was the When I Grow Up coach, and I worked with creative women, helping them discover and launch and build their dream business. So that's what I've been doing since. That's what I did starting in 2008. I went full-time with it in March of 2010, mid-recession. And I I was the one I grew up coach until this January. And so I took those three buckets and condensed them into one bucket and really just focusing on the launch piece now. So it's exciting. It's new. It's interesting. It's anxiety producing. It's a little like, why did I take this successful multi-six figure business and blow it up essentially? But I did. So that is, that's what's new. I love that. And I love, I love that it's 90 days for a business launch because it's creating this really sacred container. Yes. Because a lot of times we, we are thinking that we have the momentum and drive to do something in marathon style when really Uh we need to treat it more like a sprint. How did this originate for you? 
Yes. And I love that you just pick up on that right away. And I have solidarity with, with all of that, that 90 day container, I think is really this magic time where you, it's still an intensive, I won't lie about that, but it's enough time that you don't feel rushed pressure, but it's not so much time that you're just dragging it out when it doesn't need to be dragged out. And I am forcing my clients all the time to practice imperfect and done. And we need to just make decisions and move along. And again, take that overwhelm, procrastination, perfectionism, throw it out the window, because if you want to launch your business in 90 days, you got to keep moving. So really this came about because I was talking with a friend league of mine, my word for a friend who's a colleague, her name's Laura Sims. She's at your career homecoming. And we were both doing career coaching, business coaching work for similar audiences. And we said to each other back in 2016, we've, we've been doing this work now for that point, eight, six to eight years. And do you ever kind of just know where your clients are going to end up. But as a coach, you can't really say to them, listen, I know what's in the cards for you. Here's what it is. Or give me the download of what you have in your head. And I'm going to lay out how this is going to work. And she's like, yes, I so wish that I could just take what they already have and give them my thoughts and my suggestions, not in a consultant way as to here's what worked for me. So here's what you should do. But in, in that kind of coaching lens. So we said, well, should we join forces on this? Is there something we could offer? And we came up with 90 day business launch together. And in the summer of 2016, we launched the beta group where it really just consisted of giving the client a really long document, having them brain dump everything in their head. And then Laura and I like going into our cave and spending pretty much a full day on every single per person's, they called it their business brief and, and spitting out a plan that included their mission, their message, their money, their marketing, their milestones. It's like, here's the package that you should put together. Here's the pricing. Here's the onboarding. Here's some business name ideas. Here's the problem that you're solving. All of those juicy pieces. So we did that together for about a year and a half or so. And then she said to me, taking my business in a different direction, I, I'm not going to be able to do any collaborations anymore. And Amen and hallelujah. She said, you could do whatever you want to with this. And immediately I went, no, 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 no. Cause I, the way that we were doing it, I didn't want to go into my own cave by myself and, and make that magic happen. It was not appealing to me. And I was just like, well, I'm going to let this go. And my amazing business coach at the time, West, she stopped me and said, Michelle, you have the discover piece and you have the build piece. You need the bridge. The launch piece is the bridge. And so let's figure out how we can make this work for you and for your clients. And so really what I did back at the end of 2017 was shape this into a one-on-one -on -one experience. So it was me and the client going into our cave together to, to churn out this, their own personalized 90 day business launch plan that contained that 5M framework mission message, money, marketing, and milestones. And then it included 90 days of follow-up with me so that they could get to launch day. For years, it was just an A, an easy sell. B, the results were amazing. C, I love the women who were showing up. And it felt like this really unique offer in the marketplace. And um, when I knew that I didn't want to sustain 
these five programs that I was running at once any longer. And I wanted to simplify and streamline my business. 90 Day Business Launch was really the program that rose to the top. And I realized if I'm able to serve more women at once and make it more accessible price-wise than I and really focus all my efforts here on this program, I think I could help a thousand creative women launch their dream businesses in the next eight years. And then I just went done, game over. Like that's that that lit me up so much. And so that's the long story of of the the start of the program and now the evolution of the program. And now it is run in in live small intimate groups of up to 20 women to get them where, where they need to go and make it to launch day. There's so much I want to unpack in this. Yes, please. I want to start with this willingness to collaborate and the mm-hmm. willingness to see it change. In the yes. Yes. Because that's hard work yeah. to hold the space, to collaborate with another human being. <laughs> yes. That's hard. Yes. How did you go into it? And did you go into it with once and for all mindset? Or did you go into it with, we're going to try this out and we'll see how it goes. And we're just going to touch base at this frequency to make sure it's still working for the both of us. Mm. Like, I'm curious how you, and if you did, and if you, if from the seat that you sit in now, if you'd have a recommendation for somebody that's considering that. Oh, sure. Oh, it's so funny. I, I know I am a rare unicorn in a lot of ways. I'm an extreme extrovert. So I really thrive off that connection and collaborations. And a good, I mean, you mentioned spring. That was my very first collaboration where it was me and three other women would pick a theme for a, a month and we would go on Skype because that's what we used then because Zoom didn't exist and, and record ourselves talking about this theme. And we drifted out on a blog because there were no pot, like today it would be a podcast, but there were no podcasts back then. And so collaboration for me always felt like a no brainer. And I've probably had six to 10 collaborators, collaborations in the 13 years I've been in business. And I probably the first 10 years I was in business because I, I haven't really had collaborations for a while. And so for me, a good collaboration stems from there's some sort of overlap in our work, whether it's our audience or our mission. It makes sense for me and this other person to join forces and make something happen. And it's interesting. I've done, I've done collaborations where me and the other person bring different skill sets to the table and we're very specific on, okay, well, I'm a copywriter and you're the designer because you are the artistic graphic design illustrator person and I'm not. And so that's an easy line in the sand of like, who does what and what are we both here to do? And I've also done collaborations where we bring very similar skill sets to the table. And therefore we have more of that conversation of who does what and what's the right and best and fair output of work. And then what do we delegate out? And so if neither one of us are designers and that's probably what we're hiring someone else to do and we're deciding that that's what we're doing and we're going to, we're going to split that. But in terms of me and Laura, I think we, we had been friendlies for for so long at that point and just knew that we had very similar work, very similar audiences. And when we mentioned this, don't you just wish you tell your clients? It was just this really fun, okay, well, how like how how is this gonna work? How is it gonna work for us? How is it gonna work for our people? And I don't remember the exact price that we offered, but we decided, okay, we're gonna make 10 of these 90-day business launch plans. And at the time there was no follow-up. There was no, it was still called 90 day business launch. 
and we gave you the plan via a Google Doc that contained everything that you needed. And really the offer was just, you give us your brain dump and we give you this plan that has all of these pieces. And we made the plan in a Google Doc and we recorded a video. We would make a loom in, in 2021. Back then, I forget how we did it, but we made a video to walk them through it. And we gave them a week to leave a comment with any questions or follow up. And like, that was it. That was the offer at first. And so I, I want to say that we were like, oh, well, we're charging like $150, like $200. It was something so low and ridiculous, especially with how long we were in business at that point and what our hourly rates were. But we really just beta tested it and tried it out. And I think like we didn't even put up a sales page. We didn't, I just sent an email to my people and she sent an email to her people and like all the spots were gone and it was done. And then within that first year, we, I think, tripled the price, quadrupled the price, and we added 90 days of support. And there was, I don't remember exactly how often we checked in, but I know there were, there, it was probably a weekly meeting because we did, I want to say three rounds of 90 day business launch in, in a year and a half. So there had to be kind of constant updates with each other as to how is this working? How can it work better for us? How could it work better for them? At one point we were really hearing from the clients. That's why we added the support. Like, great. Now I have this plan, but I'm not really getting to launch day because I'm on my own. So there were different ways and, and things that we tried, but I tell my clients, you need to keep your Nancy Drew hat on all the time. And whether you're in month three of your business or year 13 of your business, the more you view things as an experiment, and um, the more you keep your ear to the ground, the the better, the better you're going to serve your clients, the better you're going to attract the right people, the, the more you're going to grow your business in, in the right way for you. Yeah. When you think about the people that are joining you now, I know you've yes. got a new round uh-huh. coming up. Yes. For somebody that's been thinking over the last two years in particular, like mm-hmm. what I've been mm-hmm. doing is not quite hitting the fulfillment bucket. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to do something else. Yeah. How would you, how do you say this is a good fit for you? Yes. Okay. So I know my right person checks a few boxes and this is why I have an application process for the program. It's not to be selective and to see who's part of the, it's like, I want to make 1000% sure this is right program, right time. I'm the right person for this person. Otherwise I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to take your money. Like that, like, no, I could try to help you find something else. But I know if this is a woman who is creative, multi-passionate, smart, kind, like that's my kind of person. They know the business they want to launch. So that does not mean they have every single puzzle piece figured out. But if you're coming to me saying, I know I want to be an entrepreneur, but do I want to be a copywriter? Do I want to be a dog walker? Do I want to be cupcakes? Do I, if you don't know that step, then you're not ready yet. You have to figure out that step and then come back to me. So they need to have an idea as to what business they want. Um, they, 
probably have a service-based business or a like handmade product business. So if they want to have a manufactured, they're going to make widgets or something, or they, they have a brick and mortar business and they really want help with finding a lease and commercial real estate and whatever, and, and, and making a plan business plan that you could bring to a bank and get well, a lot. That's not in my wheelhouse. So it's usually service-based or, or small product, handmade sort of business. And the other thing that, that people don't really believe is that they just need to be committed. Like for me, more than anything, there needs to be a commitment level. And people will say the right people to be business owners, aren't they the ones that are like, love to take risks and love and are self-starters and are extroverted. And, ha- and I go, no, the people who are right to be business owners, A, know that they'd rather trade the employee stress that they have for the CEO stress that they're going to have because their stress levels in both places. But they go, yeah, I'd rather be stressed out as to where my next client or a dollar is coming from than to be stressed out and trying to fit in someone else's box and follow their rules and ask for permission for things. And whether or not they're, they're committed and they're going to prioritize this. I mean, that's like, there are some other pieces too. And I'm working on an ebook now that might be ready by the time this goes out (laughs) um, that talks more about readiness factor, but yeah, that's it. Like that's, that's, that's how, you know, you're, you're ready. And now's the time. And it's never going to be the perfect time. 90 days free and clear aren't going to fall from the sky nine weeks, of nine hours a week, is it going to fall from the sky? It's just, you have to know, okay, I'm going to look around at my commitments and make time for this, make room for this. I love that there's this openness around yeah. the commitment that's involved. Cause I think people want to be sold on, oh, this is easy. And look at how light this is. And, and this is hard work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I love that it's this uh-huh. trade-off of you're willing to trade employee stress for CEO stress because yes. yes. that's the truth of it. That's yes. the, that is yes. the truth of it. Yes. I'm curious, Michelle, I know that you're a mom. Yes. How do you manage the different parts of your life so yes. that this feels like your highest and best work? Yes. Oh gosh. You have all day cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the truth of my family situation is that. I have one child. She's seven and a half almost. Oh my gosh. She's seven and a half on Friday. That's crazy. Seven and a half second grader COVID has just put the whole, (laughs) my school district last year was out of school and virtual only from March of 2020 through April of 2021. So she has just in the last two months since school started, gone back to school full time. And my family set up has always been that my husband is the primary caretaker. So I quit my job in March of 2010. He quit his job in 2012 and went freelance. He was an advertising copywriter. And for the first few years, he was doing freelance jobs a lot. And we adopted our daughter when she was five weeks old. So we adopted her in June of 2014. And at that point we knew he's the caretaker and I'm the full-time worker. And so that hasn't really 
change. Obviously, the amount that she's in school and just when she was like out of daycare and they stopped paying those bills and went, yay, we're free. We don't pay for daycare. Then COVID happened. And and so right now, it's been pretty consistent that I work a usual 9.30 to 5.30 schedule. I love the flexibility that I have in my day and my life to go to my child's Halloween parade in the middle of the day on a Friday. I love when there's a play date that I could potentially go to with the other moms and go to the swimming pool in the, in the summer or whatnot. But nine times out of 10, my husband is the one who is there for her after school and with her for those few hours or on days off. We have a day off today as we're, as we're recording this, as well as this Thursday and this Friday because of New Jersey teacher professional development or whatever. And she's going to, to my mom's for a sleepover, but otherwise my husband would really be in charge. And I can make the choice to say, okay, I'm going to try to take half a day. I'm going to try to take a day off, but that's really how I, how I make it work. And at this point, my husband takes very few freelance jobs and he's, he's working on other projects and something he may or may not turn into a business. And he's a writer and he's renovating our kitchen single-handedly right now. So that's how it all, how it all happens. I'm definitely the mom that when my daughter takes the, the little Legos and makes a little family tableau, I'm the mom on the couch with the laptop. And <laughs> that's okay with me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I think yeah. it's so important that we have models of different mm-hmm. arrangements. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't work the same for any yes. family. Yes. And the more we have examples of how it works in different arrangements, the mm-hmm. stronger we can make our own decision for yeah. ourselves. Yes. Thank you. So true. Absolutely. I've got just a few more questions. Yeah, of course. What are you doing right now? That's bringing you just pure joy. Oh my gosh. I love this question. I mean, serving my clients, my clients who are here right now, it's just every, every time I'm on a call or in our private group, like, and even when they're going through it. And right now, as we're recording this, they're right past the halfway point. So they are in that messy middle and there are plenty of freakouts, but I still just want to total joy. I've started singing lessons for the first time in 15 years. And I come from a performing and musical theater background. That's what I went to school for. And I have not tapped into that part of myself for over a decade. So that is something that when I do it, (laughs) it's pure joy. Seeing my daughter back at school and thriving and being with friends has been pure joy as well. And getting my kitchen, my dream kitchen coming together. We demoed it on, on August 1st. So it's been now three, three full, full months, but we're at the finish and we're getting towards the finish line and just being in that space of, I love this kitchen as opposed to Oh my gosh. Uh, can I close my eyes while I eat my cereal? Cause it's so ugly. <laughs> so all, all of those things, all of those things. Awesome. I've got a lightning round of questions for you yes, but before we wrap up. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten into? I don't think so. I mean, the only thing that pops into my head is just that, that, that COVID piece of, of the changes that have come in, in everyone's life. And it's, was so interesting because I think back in March, April, May of 2020, business owners like me, service-based business owners, especially, we all held our breath 
be like, what is about to happen? Is everyone about to leave? Are we never going to get another client again? And what happened was that 2020 was my best year ever financially. And I heard so many similar stories from my past clients who are at different points in their business. Some of them like, oh, this is their fifth year in business. And some of them, this was their first year in business and they, they killed it. And what has wound up happening was that one of my clients said COVID clarifies. And I think our eyes have been open, especially women with this she session and the great resignation. I'm doing air quotes. I, I hate, I hate putting the she on the phrase, like, you yeah. know, find me saying girl boss or any, but it's true that the she session and the great resignation, I think especially women are just not tolerating a lot of things that we tolerated for a really long time. And if we have the means to take this space, we are putting these changes into effect and we are feeling like there is not a, a, another time to do this. We're not waiting for retirement to be happy or be present or get, giving ourselves these new dreams. And so I think I just want to put out there if that feels like what you're going through, you are so not alone and there's going to be big, big identity shifts coming through this, this pandemic and huge career changes. And so I'm happy to play a part in that. I feel like it's a little bit of the silver lining of all this horrificness that we've been through of just like, yes, let's get it because I'm, I'm never one to, well, just wait for retirement and just like, oh, my dad would come home and say, Work is a for work is called work because it's not play, but I guess I have to go back tomorrow. It's like, no, no, work should not have to be a four-letter word, and we should not have to wait until we retire to be happy and live our lives and take trips that we want and spend time with our loved ones. And I think being an entrepreneur really gives creative women, especially the lifestyle that they're seeking. And I'm glad to see that we're we're showing up for that big time. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Where can people find you online, Michelle? Yes. 90daybusinesslaunch.com. One-stop shop. Head to 90daybusinesslaunch.com slash training to get my free webinar, how to launch your dream business in 2022. And I'm on Instagram at 90daybizlaunch. But if you go to 90daybusinesslaunch.com, just follow all the links. That's the place to go. Awesome. What's the go-to song when you need to up your energy? Oh, Lizzo. Lizzo, good as hell, easy, done and done. What time do you wake up? 6.40, 6.40. What does breakfast look like? Usually some sort of oatmeal, warm when it's, when it's winter and overnight oats when it's summer. Do you have a favorite ritual? Yes, my mornings are for exercise, getting ready, taking my daughter to the bus, going on a worry walk which is, which is when I just take 10 minutes to do a long loop around my neighborhood and just worry about things without trying to solve my problems. (laughs) And then I come home and do a meditation. And, and that's how I start mostly every weekday. Mm. What's a book you've given or recommended the most? I've been giving Morgan Harper Nichols books lately. She's a poet and an artist and she's incredible. I gave her first book of poems to many people. And then she just came out with a new book a few months ago that I'm starting to gift as well. Michelle, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Cass, so much. So happy to be here.